Hello and welcome to Becoming You with Lisa Zahia, the business podcast which brings you interviews and stories from business moguls, creative entrepreneurs, and empowering leaders of varying sorts. This podcast is supported by Make More Online. Grow your business to six figures in six weeks. Hi, and welcome to Becoming You, a podcast exploring business moguls, creative entrepreneurs, and empowering leaders. Today, I'm excited to welcome Catherine Porritt. Catherine is a renowned business coach and strategist dealing directly with luxury influencers while managing her own personal business coaching incubator. Welcome, Catherine. Catherine, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, Lisa, it is such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I love meeting people from all around the world. So this is truly great to be sitting here with you today. Amazing. So Catherine, let's just start. I'd love to hear about your business. Um, Tell us a little bit about the work that you do and the impact that you're making in the world. Yeah, I love that question. Absolutely. Very happy to share. So I have two businesses that I run at the moment, um, and this is not my first rodeo, which I'm sure we'll talk about as well. Um, so the businesses that I run at the moment are twofold. We have a an agency, which is our core business, called Luxury Influencers, um, and we represent some of the most um, the leading experts in the on the planet to represent them to commercialize their influence. So we do their amplification strategies. We, you know, we hook them up with great speaking and media opportunities. We also help them to sell at the 100K plus level. So we work with really sophisticated individuals who are ready to really change the world and revolutionize things. So that there's your impact piece. Um, and then the second part of the business is we introduced in late um, 2000 a group coaching container to help people to elevate their way, sort of um, an incubator to help people to create their own 100K offers. And then obviously, from my perspective, that means that we're seeing the superstars bubble up into our agency, which is really our core business. So we're having so much fun, so much fun helping the best people, best experts on the planet to create massive impact through a luxury business strategy. And I'm just having a ball. Amazing. So like you said, not your first rodeo. If we talk about like, how did Catherine get there? Can you tell us a little bit of the trajectory of how you ended up doing this? Yeah, I would love to. So, um, so I started out um, after, uh, right back at the beginning, I started out after university um, in shopping centers or malls, as you would call them in the States. And so, um, so I got, you know, I really, um, straight out of university was doing leasing and and sales as well as marketing and events and those sorts of things. And, um, and what it taught me is how to do big deals, how to sell, you know, it gave me a lot of skills that I was able to take into my own company. When I was on maternity leave, as many, many women do, I saw that I always knew I wanted to run my own company. I've got, um, I've, and in a, a family full of entrepreneurs. So I knew I wanted to do it. And my, my moment was when I was on maternity leave. So I thought I'll give myself that 12 months um, while I've got my first bub with me to see if I can make this thing stick. Um, and I did. I was, I was really lucky. I started um, my business. My first business was an e-commerce business right before, you know, you had Shopify and all of those things available. We, we literally had to code the site and, and the whole thing. Um, 
I wanted to do something pretty. I've always been into beauty. And so um, I launched a business that was uh, around parties, celebrations, um, weddings, those sorts of things. We were personalising favours and invitations and decorations and decor well before Minted and all of those guys came into the market. So it became a very, very successful business. Um, I was on the Fast 100 list and, you know, celebrated entrepreneurs in Australia and all sorts of things. And it, it really whet my appetite to do something quite big. So I wrote a book with Penguin. We I had a hundreds of thousands of followers. It was it was a lot of fun, but it was a volume-based game. Lisa and my two kids grew up in that business and nine and a half years in it became not so fun anymore. Um, the hustle and grind of that, the literally looking after hundreds of thousands of customers was um was great and looked really good from the outside but I really wanted to do something different so I took the opportunity um, to sell that business at that point and I wanted to I was in a privileged position to then make a decision about what do I really want to do from here and you asked me about impact and you know one of the things that I talk to my clients about all the time is imagine yourself in a position where money doesn't matter anymore you will make far more sophisticated decisions and I was in a, a really lucky position privileged position where I'd sold a business and now this was all about what is my legacy business what am I doing here I can't not not work you know I can't not work I just I have to work I have to it's important to me. I've got a strong work ethic and I know I'm here with a, a, a there's a level of responsibility to go out there and actually do some good in the world. Yeah. Um, and so that's when I started Business Bravery. Um, and Business Bravery initially was, I wanted to test a luxury business strategy versus a volume business strategy. So just basics, mainstream business strategies or volume based, you know, you're trying to sell a whole bunch of whatnots and, and you know, widgets. Whereas a luxury business strategy, you start at the top, you work with a, a few clients very deeply, charge a, a good amount of money, huge margins, and then you are able to leverage that authority to then eventually get into licensing and mainstream offers. So I thought I'm going to test this thing out. Can I, can I take the Chanel model and use that as a personal brand and in the service-based industry? And we did. We created um, an absolute masterpiece and we're having an absolute ball doing it. So we work at the top, have worked, literally go out and hyper-target our ideal clients. Um, the whole thing has been built off my network and creating a warmer network and a bigger network. How you and I came together is via someone in my network. I've got a great, strong network. I love the people who I get to do business with every day. And that's my muscle that I've really built over time. Um, and that's how this business has come to be. So we're about three years in now, um, wow. multi-million dollar business, my second multi-million dollar business. So I feel, feel really good about what we're doing and the trajectory and where we're heading and the impact that we're having on the world. That's an amazing story. You said, uh, you know, the, the big margins. I'm like the magic words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Catherine, one thing that like I am trying to do through these interviews is discover some of the like qualities of a mm -hmm. female million dollar business owner. And one thing I just heard you say is you across all of that journey of your career is strong vision. Um, you know, like even you were saying like pre Shopify, pre minted, like you you're seeing things before they're happening and making decisions based on that. 
do you, one, do you agree with that? And then two, what are the other like qualities that you have cultivated to, to create this for yourself? Yeah, great question. Okay, so vision is really important to me. Yes, um, 100%. And there's a reason why my business is called Business Bravery. Um, and it is really, truly, I think, um, the entrepreneurs who are brave enough not just to have a vision, but to execute it, are the ones that, um, that end up the ones with multi-million dollar businesses. So I think it's twofold. Um, I see a lot of great visionaries in the world who don't produce their own revolution. Um, and so I think it is twofold. It is have the vision, be brave enough to go bigger than you ever thought possible because it's the people who hold a vision and can see, you know, I talk about this idea of if you can, if you can see, Mar if you can see the moon, push yourself to see Mars, that Elon Musk example of, you know, not just trying to get to the moon, but how can we actually build a community on Mars in your niche, in your area, in your where you are an expert with the business that you want to create? How can you do something that is extraordinary and audacious and really push yourself to have a vision that's bigger than anyone else possibly has? That level of bravery is really important if you want to change paradigms and shift the world and, you know, create systemic change and impact and all of those things that as strong visionaries, we want to be able to do. But I think there's a second thing that's really important with that too, because I see a lot of people having these great visions and these great creative ideas, but nothing gets done without actually getting into action. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that idea of producing your own revolution, it's okay to have a revolutionary concept, but you must also be able to produce it. Mm -hmm. And so bravely taking the steps taking the imperfect action, getting out there and actually doing the doing every single day is so critical to being able to, um, to create something that's truly masterful. So they're, they're the two things that I think are super important. Um, I also think it's very important for visionaries because most visionaries are extremely creative and love innovation. And we can get really distracted by all the bright, shiny things that come our way and all the different ideas. So I've always been, or I've learned to be, um, to master one or two things and do 90 day sprints and park all the great ideas. We, do, we get to do them, but they go on a shopping list. Mm -hmm. And then I work with my team on, okay, great. We nailed that. We're mastering that. We're going to keep doing that because it's fantastic. And we keep elevating it and optimizing it. We're never going to stop doing the things that work really well. Mm -hmm. But we still get to do the innovative stuff. We just get to do it in the next 90-day sprint and we choose it from the shopping list. So I think they're the things that I've seen um, bring really great people undone. And I've learned to, to really hone in on vision, expanded vision, produce your own revolution and don't stop doing what's working. Allow yourself to innovate, but create a way for the innovations to not harm what's already working. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I have a glitter notebook that says great ideas. Yeah, so good. So it's good. Where I write down my great ideas, but I'm like, we can't do this right now because we're executing something else. So yeah. thanks for, yeah. for me. So uh, I want to just focus a little bit on the Chanel model because that goes back to the idea of bravery, the name of your business. Because to yeah. me, that's a really brave uh, step that you did because a lot of us stay safe, you know, like with a hundred dollar offer, 
but going to the top, tell me, tell me a little bit about that process and deciding to do it and how you got inspired to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So this, the, sim the simple methodology with, or the simple um, way of explaining a luxury business model is if you look at a company like Chanel, um, she started, Coco Chanel started her business right at the very top end of the market. So she was working with, um, you know, with royalty, with the, the absolute elite in the French market, the European market. And she was, she employed the best seamstresses and she created these bespoke designs. Mm -hmm. And off the back of that, she created extreme credibility and authority. Um, and that brand equity that she was able to, and the, the case studies, you know, in our language that we talk about today, the case studies that she was able to create off the back of that allowed her then to then create the boutiques, mm -hmm. which is the mid-tier, the mm -hmm. scalable, leveraged um, opportunity. Um, and the boutiques still keep in mind the luxury business strategy. So obviously there's, you know, if you look, look at it, there's no discounting, everything's you know, gated off, it's in very sophisticated locations, we've got um, a limited amount of stock, you know, those sorts, all those things we we implement in our, our business model as well in the centrepiece. So if you're doing group coaching, we use those same methodology pieces. Um, and then you've got the mainstream model, which might be your passive income, but that comes last. And your passive, you know, in the Chanel model might be the lipsticks, the licensing, but those sorts of things. Um, mass appeal but still very high quality very ele elevated and you can charge more and get a better outcome for those mainstream offers because you've got so much authority at the top end of the market so we've got we've run our business exactly that way we've got our agency where we represent people is is expensive but we get extraordinary outcomes we've built the built the business off the back of that we have a group coaching model in the center um, which is invitation only and people who we know uh, we're incubating superstars. We call it the greatest greatness community on the planet for good reason. Um, and then down the bottom, we have our passive offers. We have sales funnels, we have ads running, we have all of those sorts of things. Um, so you can see the 100K offer system for $27. But we've got, you know, I've worked with a, a number of marketing strategists over time and I was with my ad agency this morning and um, it's a new one and we were briefing them and they looked at our SLO structure, our funnel structure, and they said they'd never seen numbers like that before. And, it, you know, where people are getting 20% on order bumps and things, we're getting 60 to 70%. The reason for that is because we've got so much authority at the top end of the market and we've got such an expanded vision that allows us to have mainstream offers, which is the last thing we do rather than the first thing we do, that work their socks off. So it's just kind of, it's unlearning all the stuff you learn with an MBA and get bravely stepping into how can I work with high quality people at the top end, give them a really beautiful white glove service, build my authority, and then you can create all of the other, the, the other models. So um, that's how we've done it. And it, it does take some bravery. But I would also say, Lisa, that what's really been fascinating to me is we've worked across so many different niches with this model. Almost every client that I've worked with, there is less competition at the luxury end of the market than there is at the mainstream. So while it feels like it's less scary because $97 doesn't feel as scary as 100000 right. actually, in my experience, it's just as easy to sell a 100 k offer. Right. Yeah. 
and crazy, then, right? Hundred thousand yeah. dollars. <laughs> yeah, margins. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And so let's talk about doing this as a woman. I think mm-hmm. that one thing, like even just yeah. visually, like um, you, you were very clearly like in your your decoration, your beautiful, your background. So it seems like you have a strong identity, like a strong female identity. Is that something you've developed as you've owned businesses or have you always been like that? That's a really great question. Um, someone asked me the other day, do you have to be an alpha female to be a successful female? Um, I think there's a portion of that that's true, um, that you do need to have a supreme level of confidence. Um, you know, I, I don't know very many extremely successful women who haven't backed themselves and don't have that level of bravery. My take on this, though, is, and I think this is what you're getting at, I don't have a masculine bone in my body. I've got an extremely strong work ethic. Um, I work very hard and, you know, I will be there well after my team has finished working and all of those things I've always put the hours in I've been the one that turns up I've been the one that's taken the risk and got out there and done done those things the you know to to really build my company but I also have always owned who I am and I think that if you are going to create an iconic company it's very important to be very true to who you are and who I am is someone who likes florals and I like pretty things and I really care about you know how I show up and it can be five o'clock in the morning and I'll still have my red lipstick on and my earrings on um, to have take a client meeting because it matters it matters to me Um, and I think that that has seeped into our brand and it has seeped into um, to what we do. And I have to say, even though we've got a very feminine brand, um, you know, if you went to our website, you'd see flowers and butterflies and all sorts of things all over it. We still attract a huge amount of men. We would have 50-50 men and women. I think it's just got nothing to do with them needing to see themselves there but them needing to see that I believe in what I'm doing we really own this we're extremely good at what we do and um we step into our own brand every single day and it's consistency so I think it's just a deep honesty it doesn't really matter doesn't really matter who you are what you are just that deep honesty and then really owning that at the expanded level is is what I I suppose I'm saying yes a hundred percent authenticity yeah yes yeah I think you said something really important that like to you, your 100% authenticity is deeply feminine. You can see that in your branding, you can see it in your self-presentation. But I, I think it's really important that that work ethic that you have, the drive is not masculine, that is you. Mm. And I yeah. think sometimes there's a misinterpretation where people see that as yeah. masculine or that's what, you know, like she's acting masculine where it seems like a big part of your success has been being yourself yeah totally I own the fact that I'm uber and I'm, I'm really competitive and you know I'm I'm okay with all of those things about myself because it's what makes me successful it's that drive if I didn't have that I wouldn't be where I am I'm not apologetic about it people can like me or or not I don't really care um, what I care about is I've got a great team behind me. I've got these incredible clients. I'm on a mission to change the world. 
my family adores me, I adore them and I'm having a ball. And if it means that there's a bunch of people that think I'm crazy, then so be it. They're not my ideal people. I don't care. That's fine. Amazing. Yeah. So if if we obviously, my motivation to create these interviews is to get exposure to women who've created on this scale. So if we talk about yeah. a million dollar mindset, especially mm-hmm. like how you approach mindset about money, is there anything specific you would give advice to up and coming entrepreneurs? Yeah, this is a really big thing for me because obviously a lot of my clients are selling, well, all of my clients, um, the intention is that they're selling at the 100K plus level. I have clients who are selling million dollar offers. Wow. So it's not million dollar funnels or million, but one person, one offer working with one client for a million dollars. And so money mindset is huge for me. Um, I'm really of that ilk of we don't sit there and stare at our navels and, you know, look at our trigger points and all of those things. This is about bravery. It's about stepping up and stepping in um, and getting really making the decision to produce your own revolution. That's the number one priority for me is just getting you in that mindset of make the decision and end the rubbish now. Um, you know, we create like you do a really safe place for people to celebrate their success. Mm-hmm. They're going to be well loved in that environment. So it's just just go do it. Let's just go do this thing. Um, step bravely into it. The other thing that I think is really important when we when it comes to money is getting out of your own wallet. So um, particularly when we come to selling things like 100K offers or million dollar offers and those sorts of things, if you've never invested at that level before yourself, you can't and you and or you can't see how anyone could possibly be investing at that level. That's you got to fix that because it won't ever work otherwise. So the the challenge that I always set um, for my clients and for my team as they as they're coaching our clients is learn to get out of your own wallet and get into the wallet of your ideal client. Mm-hmm. So you know if you were going to be selling to Jeff Bezos the value of a million dollars is very different to Kim than it is to you and I, or it is to, you know, Sally down the street. The the trick here is to get into the wallet of your ideal client and understand as you're building your business and your brand that you are building something with white glove service and experience and all of those things. If you want to be in the luxury space, build it with your ideal client in mind, build it with the billionaire in mind and the million dollar offer won't be as, you know, crazy to be selling to them. And then the trick is just get out of your own wallet then. So I think that in the, in a nutshell is the most important part of it for me. Amazing. I, yeah, I think that's really important. So Catherine, you're changing the world. What's next for you? Oh, I love that question. So good. Um, well, for me, the the next step is just to double down on what we're doing. So um, we are literally building the greatest greatness community on the planet. That is my intention here. That is, you know, what I want to be able to do. I want to take the experts across every niche and test myself and test, you know, this system and and get them selling at this highest level so that we're creating 
paradigm shifts and systemic change and impacting the planet in a really beautiful way. Um, every single one of my clients has, has some type of revolution that they want to lead. So I'm giving them the opportunity to do that and teaching them the way to actually bring that to fruition bravely, not half-ass anything. So for me, this is about doubling down. It's about finding all of those people, bringing them into our world and then get it, letting them go, letting them do that. So um I'm really excited about, you know, expanding the bits and pieces that we do within those containers. But for me, this is just double down now. We've got it. Now it's just roll it out, baby, roll it out. Awesome. I love it. That's so beautiful. Catherine, last question. As, as baby to more advanced entrepreneurs, listen to this, women who are the same thing, they're trying to change the world, they're trying to fulfill their dreams. What's, what's a couple of sentences you would say to them to inspire them? Oh, yeah. Um, baby entrepreneurs, when you're at the first part of this, guys, realize that this is the hardest part of what you will do. Yes. This, your first 100,000, your first million will be the hardest 100,000 or hardest million that you ever, that you ever make. Mm -hmm. um, ridiculously, it gets easier. Mm -hmm. um the decisions get easier you have the bandwidth to have a you know to invest in a team you build your authority all of those things so don't give up on the vision keep grinding keep turning up every single day eye on the prize um you know talk about a con the concept of your ambition needs to be bigger than your ego let that drive you don't let the demons get in your ear make the decision and go produce your own revolution so yeah vision and and go and realize that what you're doing today is the hardest part of what you will do it does get easier I've done it twice and both times the first hundred thousand was the hardest yeah. this and the first million was the hardest after that the subsequent millions get easier and easier so know that you're in the hardest part of this now and the slog will get easier as time progresses. Amazing. I love that. I 100% agree. Well, Catherine, thank you so much. What an inspiration. Uh, I'm inspired to even more step into my authenticity. So super excited and inspired. And I can't wait to share this with uh, my audience and the women of the world. Thank you. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining Lisa and Becoming You. Check out our sponsor, Make More, online at www.lisazahia.com slash makemoreonline.